1: On today's episode of The Bolts Broadcast, The Bolts Claim Broadway. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 41 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw joining you today. Chase, how you feeling on this lovely Sunday evening?
0: I am decent overall. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, just, you know, neither here nor there. How about you?
1: Uh, I'm a little tired, I'm not going to lie. Um, maybe it had to do with not eating anything until dinner. Maybe it had to do with only six hours of sleep. Or maybe it just has to do with I've had to see your face over the past three days, and it's just—it's really mentally fatiguing. I can't lie. You oh, sick come back. It's coming. You really go, should come go ahead. before I even talk.
0: I'm just say you poor baby that. I'm ready. Six hours of sleep one night, and all of a sudden you're just doomed. You poor baby.
1: Oh okay. Go towards the sleep because you didn't have anything else for the rest. That's good. Okay.
0: I, I didn't have anything else. If, <laughs> if you feel that way, you can feel that way. I, I know that. You're the only one that feels that way, but oh, is that true? It is.
1: Hmm. Well, if we had anyone on speed dial, we'd call them up real quick, but we don't, unfortunately. No, no. Oh, okay, and if, unless you do, do.
0: Do speed dials even exist anymore in phones? Like you, I don't, think you so. don't really need speed dials.
1: No, I know, but isn't there still favorites on smartphones?
0: Like you, click yeah, yeah I, I call I got, or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could do that.
1: I don't have any favorites set up. No,
0: me neither. It's a lot of work.
1: It is, although it's probably more useful once you get it down, but.
0: I, I always go to the text messages and click call from there anyway.
1: It does not matter to me because I don't like calling in the first place.
0: Yeah, because you're afraid to talk on the phone.
1: I'm not afraid to talk on the phone. It's just incredibly annoying when someone, John, calls me just to say, what are you doing? Text me. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer, like, immediately. Why do I got to answer your damn call? And the same thing will be if someone calls me, they'll just be like, "Hey, I'm on Xbox, get on. Why do I got to pick up the phone
0: for that? Well, you can spend 20 seconds on a phone call or take eight minutes to figure out the text exchange. I'd rather do the phone call personally. <laughs> it's literally
1: a couple of words you type, click send, I look. Oh, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, but then you get caught up blowing your nose or tying your shoes so you don't tie your shoes straight. Yeah, I don't. Um so so I time once. Yeah, I time once. And, and then, then I stop. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> so you get caught up doing you get caught up doing whatever, and then all of a sudden, you know, it takes a minute to respond instead of just the 15 seconds that you think it normally would.
1: Well, see, I, usually when people call me, it's for things that I wouldn't respond the first place. Like if I'm getting on Xbox, then I'll just hop on Xbox. I won't say, Okay, I'll be on in a couple minutes. You know, something like that. It just seems like whenever people call me, eighty percent of the time it's like it's not necessary to actually be on the phone.
0: I think you're just a little little poopy pants. Uh,
1: maybe, but I I just feel like people are. Maybe it's just the voice. What do you think? You want people are like, man, that mic guy. His voice is something I want to hear it. I want to I want to have him whisper me sweet nothings.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If that's it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing that would make sense to me because. I don't want to talk to people, but apparently they want to talk to me. Uh, Anyways, Chase, let's talk about the show. First, uh, we are going to be talking about that outdoor game in Nashville. That's going to be a lot of fun to look at. Going to preview the upcoming game against the Ottawa Senators after the commercial break. Got some news to talk about around the league. And then we're going to put Chase in the hot seat. Got a little game. Um, We've got a guy over on TikTok. I think his name is Mike Bartner who does some hockey videos. So I wanted to have Chase react to them, give me his initial thoughts. If he disagrees with old Mike, then he will let us know why and give us someone new. For these certain categories, you'll get it as we get into that area. But before we hop into reviewing the games, previewing the games and all that good stuff, we do want to send our thoughts and prayers out to the uh, people in Ukraine. We really hope everyone stays safe out there. Uh, I think both of us can agree that war is never good. We never want to see people getting hurt. So thoughts and prayers go out to Ukraine.
0: Yeah, this is a senseless conflict. Uh, Hopefully a resolution comes soon because there are people sacrificing their lives on each side that don't want to sacrifice their lives, that have no need to sacrifice their lives.
1: All right, let's head over to Nashville, talk about the game on Broadway. And first up, we got to talk about the pregame fits. Uh, both teams were looking immaculate. I don't like to give other team much praise, other teams, you know, much praise, but, I mean, even Nashville's pregame fits were looking great. Both teams coming in looking like the Cowboys that they are, and they performed beautifully on the ice as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you see Nashville, Uh, they, they come in kind of, you know, Rocking the leather, looking like rock stars, and then mm-hmm. you know, our, our boys wearing the Canadian suits with with the all denim. I mean, it it, it was just it was it was quite a show. I like you know, I, I tweeted out, just that that pick of, of both teams, you know, walking in and just goes so freaking hard. Oh, it's mm-hmm. great. I love that picture. I love it so much.
1: It looks great and the game was pretty good as well. Tampa's first ever outdoor game. Uh, it started going down one nothing, but three straight from Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Steven Stamkos gave us the lead. A late goal by Philip Forsberg made it close, but Andre Vasilevsky held it down. This was a good game where we got to see a lot. We got to see goals scored, we got to see big saves, and we also got to see a couple fights. And I don't know about how the players feel. I'm sure it's the exact same way that I feel. But a scrap outdoors is so much cooler than a scrap inside of a rink.
0: Yeah, it it definitely is. You know, it just feels like really you know the old pond hockey days for those that could play pond hockey. You're just you're out there and you get get a little fight with your brother or your friend, so you're just kind of going at it. Uh, you know, it it just kind of feels like that. It Feels like a little more natural almost. So yeah, I I gotta agree with you on this front.
1: The atmosphere was electric, sixty eight thousand in attendance, and the Tampa players will tell you. And it kind of felt like a home game because there was a lot of Tampa support out there. Uh, They were very happy. I think it was Alex Kalorn specifically came out and said that he really appreciates all the traveling Tampa fans that made it out to the game because they were dueling chants of let's go Preds, let's go Bolts. There was uh, just roaring uh, applause when Tampa scored. So it was a good time, a really good atmosphere. And I know that all the players absolutely loved it.
0: Oh, absolutely, and you know, Patty Maroon came out and said that this whole event just proves that Tampa is a hockey town with, with the way they traveled. Mm-hmm. So it, it it was just really, really, really a great event, and it you know was a great outcome too for the Tampa Lightning winning three to two in this game. Um, you know, from like from what I was able to see because we we had a groomsman event, so we didn't get to full you know fully watch everything, but uh, it seemed like a pretty you know even though it was three to two game shots close, it really seemed like it was going to be Tampa's game the, the whole get go uh stammer was noticeably popping out on the tape uh you know one, one play that stuck out to me was cal assist i think that was just a beautiful pass in the back door to, to steven Samkos for uh that was the third goal of the game for the tampa Bay lightning um ended up being the game winner but yeah you know as a as whole team played well uh looked as good as they could in those uniforms uh you know we talked about them before i wasn't the biggest fan coming in mm-hmm. you know they maybe they looked a little better on the ice but i don't know still still I still don't like usually the whole theme that the stadium series goes for
1: in the helmets. Yeah. The helmets were a big gripe for me. Uh, Nashville, they had three stars on one side of their helmet. And then Tampa, we had the logo on one side, the numbers on the other. I I don't mind logos on football helmets because, you know, I'm very used to that, but I'm not used to seeing these giant logos on the side of hockey helmets. It felt so weird. I was not a huge fan. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, like forever the helmets were on the side. Or like the logos on the side of the helmet, they were small, nothing big. Just just there to show, yeah, this, this is our, our, our team's helmet. Blah, blah, blah. Now it's replaced by the advertisements, whatever. And then you see these ones and yeah, the other just these huge football style ones. It's just strange. giant.
1: And then you also talked about how the logo were was just sticking out on the pants because yeah. of how big that was. Too. It was massive. Massive. So the jerseys and the the whole uniform not looking as good as the pregame unis that the boys walked in as. But overall, it was a good night. A very successful night for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's now move over to Tuesday's game. This is against the Ottawa Senators. The first game in March in a very
0: busy month, unlike
1: February. What do we expect out of this game?
0: Yeah, I mean... You you would think that shouldn't be too much of an issue. You know, the Ottawa Senders are not a very strong hockey team. Such without Jake ba- Drake Batson in the lineup, um, you know, things just aren't going as well. So, I would have to guess that should be a, a safe Tampa win. Um, you know, it, it's it's just a lack of offense for Ottawa is really where, where the problem lies. So. Even if Brian Elliott's in net, you're gonna have a hard time scoring even two goals in this game. It should be a pretty safe win for Tampa.
1: Yeah, season series currently two one. I think Tampa makes it three one with a three one victory. What
0: about that three one? What about that? That's 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 low. I, I'm thinking more um 145 to nothing. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No. No. Re- realistically, I'll I'll call this game a four nothing shutout for Brian Elliott taking the net. I am. Very shocked, actually. Looking
1: at Matt Murray's overall stats, so then 920 save percentage. It's actually pretty good for a guy that was on waivers earlier on in the year.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Like, I I didn't I I don't know how how this works out. Like, I I didn't know if um, like, like I I don't I don't know how that adds up. How he was on waivers and was up to 920. Like like did he only play two games before he got percent on waivers or something? Like how he it had to be such a small sample. Like I don't yeah. I don't really remember how long ago it was. It could have been. But I don't know, that's just, that's strange. It that seems a lot higher than I thought it would be.
1: In his last five games, he's one in four, but has boasted a 938 or better in four of the games.
0: Can't really ask for any more from the guy.
1: Right? Guy killed it. And the only game that wasn't that, it was uh, 27 stops on 31 shots against St. Louis. Yeah, that's all right. So. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, whether it's him or Forsberg, we fully expect to win, and that'll make it a 3-1 series. Very nice for our Tampa Bay Lightning as we continue to feast on the rest of the NHL and gain on all of the points that we will continue to see. Word. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break on the other side of the commercial break. Going to be talking about some news around the league, and then we're going to put Chase in the hot seat. Hoops fans, the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team to get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat. In New York, call 8 8 hope and why or text hope and why shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Any betting needs you have, make sure to head over to the DraftKings sports book. All right, Chase, let's talk about a couple of pieces of news uh, before we hop in to putting you on the hot seat. First off, we talked about last episode, Sean Avery
0: signed by the Orlando solar bears. Uh, that was quick. Yeah, two games gone. They're not two games, two days. Sorry, um, not even games. I don't, think, I don't think he. He might not have even reported. Honestly, he could have just signed. They could have got their jersey sale orders, Then they could have cut him. Um, weird. I don't. I don't know the reason. There's, there's got to be something else to it. Maybe he showed up and he was just really freaking out of shape or something. I don't know. Really weird. But he's cut, gone, moved on. And I was actually looking forward to seeing
1: what potentially could happen because there was a lot of people coming out saying, "Hey." If anyone wants to sign me, so I can get a piece of Sean Avery, I'm in. You think maybe he he saw those and was like, I don't
0: know about that. Maybe because Matt Barnaby is really the the main guy who wanted to do this. Um, and uh, Matt Matt Barnaby was definitely gonna get a team to sign him. A team, and East Coast team went 100% and sign him. Like, why wouldn't they for that kind of exposure? He was a long time NHLer. Um, and, you know, maybe Sean Avery got got a little, little, little spooked out by that and decided to back out, maybe. It's definitely possible because apparently Bartabies, um challenged Avery like a couple times to fight in the ring, and Avery won't do it. So mm. um, he's obviously afraid of him. So maybe it's got something to do with it.
1: That would be interesting. Wouldn't it? I'd love to see something come out about that being a possibility. Uh, if not, and it was just a, you know, out of shape type of thing, then that's not as exciting. No. Uh, going from something that isn't all that exciting to something that absolutely was—that being a 17-goal game in Detroit between Detroit and Toronto. This is the most goals scored since 2011, when the Jets defeated the Flyers nine to eight.
0: Yeah, this game was just bonkers. I mean, it, I I saw I was looking at the NHL scores yesterday, and then I see oh, Toronto's being the Red Wings six to one. Wow, that's crazy. Mitch Marner has a hat trick. This game's just been absolutely wild, um, you know. It, it, I just I don't I don't know how to even explain this game. It, like seventeen total goals scored. Uh, the third period was just bananas. Uh, you know, Toronto let up five goals in the third period and didn't surrender a lead at any point mm-hmm. in this game. What are the odds of that happening?
1: Yeah, it was insane. And at one point, when Toronto was up seven to two the money line for the Detroit Red Wings was plus 15,000. So, that would have been a, a good little bet to place if, you know, you were looking at it at the moment. And then it got to a point where I think what was it? 7 to 6 maybe or yeah. 8 yeah. to it was 6. 7 to
0: 6 and it like, immediately became 8 to 6.
1: Okay. So, yeah, it once it got 7 to 6, you might have been able to get a cash out and got some big money off of that because Oh boy! No one was expecting that. A lot of back and forth between the two teams. It was very fun.
0: Oh yeah, it, it was it was crazy. Um, so I'm trying to find the one stat that I that I saw, but I can't find it. But anyway, um, we'll start with this one. Uh, the red it's a couple a couple stats from the game. At least one. The Red Wings. Um, or there's been six. Total 10 goal games since, like, 2010 in the NHL. Like, like teams let 10 goals get scored on them. Mm-hmm. The Wings have been a part of three of them. Oh, good. Um, So that, that's a kind of funny stat. And the other one I was, I was looking for kind of pertained to what I was talking about earlier, but I, I can't find it. I thought I had to save. Regardless, either way, whatever. doesn't matter. It, it was just a crazy game. And, you know, at, at one point, Toronto looked like they were going to surrender it. They pulled Jack Campbell. It's very strange to see a goalie get pulled when, when their team's still leading. But, obviously, mm-hmm. he was letting in some pretty crap goals. And they hold on to win one of the weirdest games of the year. You like a
1: defensive game, but what would you prefer—a defensive game or something like this, where it's just all out balls to the wall?
0: Well, like we we watched a little bit of this game. We will see. We will see a little bit of the third period, and it was it was just like. A, it was kind of just a shit show. It wasn't even like really good hockey. I mean, it, 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 it was there just, was a lot of hooting and hollering, though. It was, oh, ah! Yeah, because it, it was a shit show because it was just horrible <laughs> defensive efforts. The goalies were in la-la land. It, it was really terrible. It's entertaining. I don't mind those games every once in a while, but I can't see I can't watch 15 of those games a year for my, for like my own team. I could, like if, if Tampa played 15 of those games, even if they won all 15, I wouldn't get that much joy out of it. I mean, as a GM or a
1: coach, I think... That's fair because you want your team to be more defensively sound. But as just a, a spectator of the game, I think these games help grow the game.
0: Well, no, 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 because Tortorella thinks anything fun it kills the game. So yeah, well, we
1: don't, we're not Tortorella here.
0: Are you Tortorella? No, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, he said if you, if you pull a Michigan goal, then you're ruining the game. If you, if you, you know, make a nice pass on a, a trick play, you're ruining the game. So 17 goal game must be ruining the game. Speaking of a Michigan goal, it wasn't a Michigan exactly,
1: but during the intermission of the Red Wings-Toronto game, there was a kid, I don't know, 10-year-old kid, who pulled some crazy goal as well.
0: Yeah, it was the old Oliver Wallstrom from back in the Boston Bruins shootout when he was nine years old, Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's a little spin around with the puck on your stick, throw it top shelf. Yeah, that, that was pretty neat. And then we also saw, I wasn't... It was a college game. It might have been UNH and somebody. Mm, yeah. uh, you sent it to me. It was the old, uh, as Spittin' Chickens calls it, the Misha song. where I, I love it. It's the fake Michigan where the guy sets up like he's going to do the Michigan move, goes and does it, but really, the other player comes and picks up the puck where it was because the guy left on the ice the whole time. Does a a wraparound. The goalie's going to buy the Michigan every time because they think every player is trying to pull it off nowadays, mm-hmm. so the wraparound was just a free goal. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're a goaltender, I'm not letting anyone get a Michigan. Even if he's faking it, like, yeah, if... If I'm too busy worrying about the fake, and someone scores a highlight goal on me, I'm gonna be pissed.
0: Yeah. So there's no way I'm giving that up. So instead, so they score a different type of highlight goal.
1: Right. Not as cool. Not as embarrassing.
0: Yeah. I, don't know. I still love it. It's not as embarrassing for the goalie, but I still right. love it.
1: All right, Chase, you ready to get put in the hot seat? I'm ready. All right. So Michael Bartner or M Bon Hockey on TikTok. He does some rankings. By position and category. So we're going to do forwards for this episode. We might dive into defensemen and goalies in a later episode. But how he does it is he pulls up the categories of a best, most overrated, most underrated, shooting, passing, skating, defense, toughness, and potential. And then by every category, he lists a player. So for example, this one is centers. He has the best center being Connor McDavid. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I'm gonna have to agree on that one. Oh boy. Okay. Uh most overrated center, Michael, has Matthew Barzal.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't that that's that's a hard one to say the most overrated center. Um I, I'm going to disagree. I don't know who I would put there. You know, I'm I'm gonna kinda sit here and think, but I'm I'm gonna disagree and start because you can say that, yeah, he's overhyped. He's oh, you know, he's got all this talent. Why is he producing? Well, he's playing in a system where he's not allowed to produce. He has produced as as again like the past. He saw his rookie season; he dominated, and ever since then, he's uh, you know got Barry Trotz in, and he's had to play defensive style. He's got limited ice time because of it. So, you know, he's kind of you know being being held you know held back a little bit. Uh but gosh, I don't, I don't know. Overrated is kind of hard hard question to answer. Um. Shoot, dude. I'm, I'm even like looking at lists of centers, and it's like I feel like a lot of these guys are like fairly rated. All right. Well, if you want to keep thinking about that, we can move I, on I, to the I next will. category. And hopefully, I can come up with something. Uh,
1: next one being most underrated NHL center, and that being Dylan Larkin.
0: Yeah, honestly, like it, it's probably fair at this point because he's really transformed his game. Um, I've I've mentioned in the past talking to people that Dylan Larkin is the type of guy who is a team's Good number two center, but just doesn't have that ability to be number one. Well, something's changed because he has found another gear. Um, you know, his only elite tool really is his skating, but he also has found different gears in every other level and he's become a lot more offensive minded, a good two-way player, a good leader, and he just really reads the game well. And he doesn't really get enough talk. Like no one's talking about the season that he's having right now because he's on a terrible Red Wings team, but he's having one of the better seasons in the league. So I think that's a fair one.
1: The best shooting center is Austin
0: Matthews. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, seems pretty is obvious best, on that one. But is arguably the best shooter in the league, maybe you can say Ovi. Right.
1: Uh, the center with the best
0: passing would be Nathan McKinnon. Um, maybe. I'm, I'm fine with it. I would still probably say uh, Connor McDavid Um, in terms of just like playmaking ability is how I'd consider passing. I kind of lump those together and I would give McDavid the edge in the playmaking ability. Skating, McDavid. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's
1: even though he got blown out in the speed
0: competition for yeah, the skills. Yeah, you think he's trying his hardest? Yeah, I do.
1: I think he was trying his absolute hardest. I
0: I still want to see that competition with pucks on people's sticks because it doesn't mean any, like yeah you can skate super fast, but how often are you having to skate that fast without a puck on your stick? Like like you're you're really not. Like I want to see what we can do with the puck. It's a lot more impressive. And McDavid would slaughter everybody with the puck on the stick.
1: Next up, Michael has the best defensive center as the multi-time Salkie Award winner, Patrice Bergeron.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, you can throw in the Ryan O'Reilly's. You can throw in the Anze Kopitars. You can even, you know, like, like, you can even throw in some other random names maybe you want to say that. Like a, a Joel Erickson, that type of guy, maybe you want to say Anthony Strauss, that kind of guy. But, I mean, really, it's, it's Patrice Bergeron.
1: This next one was a bit interesting for me. It's toughness. You gave it to erickson
0: Eck. yeah that's that's interesting um i'm going to disagree um that's just that's that's random i mean if you want to go like technically like liam o'brien leads centers on penalty minutes so i think he plays more wing in arizona but he's technically also listed as a center um but you know I, i would even consider like like, Austin Watson plays center. I'd consider him over him. Um, I'd consider Nazem Kadri a tougher player than Joel Erickson. Not that Joel Erickson acts like soft or anything, but, like, you know, even Blake Coleman, the former Tampa Bay Lightning, I, I I think I would even throw him in there.
1: Okay, and then finally the center with the most potential being Trevor
0: Zegrass. You're no. going to hate this one. You already hate Zegras. I don't hate Zegras. You hate him. But it's very clearly Jack Hughes. Is it very clearly Jackie. Watch that kid play hockey; it's ridiculous. It's better than what Trevor Zayas is doing. I don't care what people say. Uh, going back to overrated, could you find anyone there or no? We can move on. No, to no. If no. Not. I, 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 there's not really anybody that I want to call overrated. Like honestly, this, I, I don't. I guess someone might come to mind. Okay, M- you know, may, maybe Tyler Sagan. Oh, because he's dropped off pretty heavy. He's wow. someone can consider that. Some people still think he's elite, but I know that a lot more people are coming to grips that elite. He's my franchise mode. Yeah. Well, that's your franchise mode.
1: In real life, it's the same thing. <laughs> okay. All right, left wing. Uh, the best left wing in the NHL, according to my man, Michael, here, is Brad
0: Marchand. I will disagree. It is still Alexander Ovechkin, in my opinion. The most overrated, Gabriel Landeskog. I will disagree. What? Not my list. I I, I don't... What? No that that that's that's just stupid i i don't even know like who i would put an overrated yet again. overrated is a hard one to say in, in my opinion for for these guys for these offensive positions but it's definitely not gabriel lane call. that's stupid
1: again this list is by michael bartner m bon hockey if you are interested in seeing his full list and um explanations on these you can check them out there on tiktok but all right let's move to underrated this being robertson not nick rod
0: jason robertson jason robertson yes. absolutely absolutely possibly the most underrated player in the nhl right now that guy Ooh. is incredible okay uh the best shooter alexander ovechkin yep you can you know if you want to put a number two we'll give a shout out to our former classmate cal connor
1: the best passer jonathan huberdo
0: yeah that's that's definitely fair this passing from the wing is way different than passing from the center. There's a lot more passers in the middle than there is in the wing. So if you're a true playmaker like Huberto, you know, that's kind of your reward to take.
1: The best skater
0: being Johnny Hockey. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Okay.
1: How about defense being Brad Marchand?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not against that. Um, It's... it's I'll 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 will say sure and agree for now. I'm I'm not against it. You know there could be someone else that comes to mind, but like I'm not against it. He he's he's definitely a reliable defensive player because he's willing to do the things you need to do.
1: The toughest left wing would be Brady
0: Kachuk. Um, yeah, one, one of the Kachuk's. I would I would say a safe like if 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 this toughness means like tough while still being like a, a skilled player, then sure. But like otherwise, yet again, it'd be like Liam O'Brien because like he he's still one of the guys that's willing to fight in the league nowadays, even. You know Tanner Janelle was having a good season. He, he's a, he's a pretty tough dude, but I'm okay with with Brady Chuck being there as well. Is Milan Lucic still in the league? That's a great question. I have no <laughs> idea. Yes, he is actually. See him right here. Well then. I mean, would... I'd even throw, I'd even throw Patty Maroon in that list.
1: <clears throat> yeah. All right. The highest potential left wing,
0: Lucas Raymond. If you're gonna call him a left wing, then sure. But I mean, I I feel like he's been playing mostly right wing with Detroit this year. That's but, what our boy Michael has. But that's fine. Um, if, if he's going to be called a left wing, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's go
1: to the other side, the right side. The best right wing in the league is the one and only Nikita Kucherov. Of course. The most overrated is Patrick Kane.
0: Mm, I'm going to disagree. Is he still over a point per game on a t- horrendous Chicago team? Yet again, I, overrated. It's hard to think of on a spot like this. Like like I don't have guys that come that are coming right to mind. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try before we're done. Try to come up with an overrated for each of these positions. I might not be able to. Maybe I'll come back to it next episode. But um, I don't know.
1: What about uh, who's your boy in Chicago that was doing really well but has fallen off?
0: Dominic Kubelik? Yeah.
1: What about him for one of these?
0: I mean, you, you could you could say that he's he's overrated because like. People still think he's a he's a pretty good player, but he doesn't he's not in like the same like he's not in like an elite limelight. So that's why it's hard to say overrated, you know?
1: Right. Uh, most underrated, Pavel Bouchnevich.
0: You know, I'm 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 good with that. I think um, I would probably, if I had to choose one, say maybe Matt Zuccarello over him. Um, but I'm okay with Bouchnevich as well because they're both having fantastic seasons. But Zuccarello is. A really interesting case as a hockey player, something that needs to be studied. He's a very, 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 very rare breed as being a breakout player into his 30s.
1: Mm. Uh, let's now talk about the best shooter on the right side. That's David Pasternak.
0: Uh Yeah, probably. You, you could say Pasta. You could say Cooch. Um, I mean, hell, even like Troy Terry's arguing for it this year. I don't know, but mm-hmm. but I, I would probably agree with Posternock.
1: The best passer being the man who just scored four goals for Toronto, that being Mitch Marner.
0: Yeah, I got no discreetment there. The
1: best skater is Kasperi Kapanen.
0: No, it's also Mitch Marner. Okay.
1: Uh, the best defensive right wing, Ole Nachushkin, Vladimir Nachushkin.
0: Definitely. A criminally underrated player in the league, a top 10 offensive forward in the league. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, like, that's including centers. maybe a top five, maybe still.
1: Toughness, Tom Wilson.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, if you want to throw someone else out there, um, you know, it, no, actually, no. I do mind. I don't want to throw any of these guys out there. Just okay, never mind. Tom Wilson. And then the highest
1: potential right wing is Andrei Svechnikov.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree because even at a point per game with 22 goals right now through 48 games, I still think he has plenty of room to grow, and I, I, I I'm I'm okay with that.
1: There we go. So those are the full words that, uh, again, these categories and um, positions and all of this stuff is by Michael Bartner and Bon Hockey at TikTok. Um, so if you want to check them out, make sure to do so. Those are Chase's opinions on what Michael thought, and he had some differences. He had some simul- similarities. Word. All right, Chase, Hockey Name of the Day. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, you you originally had a hockey name of the day, but you erased it to put this one.
0: Yeah, I did.
1: Okay. I like this name. So we've got, I want to say Joppy, but it's going to be like, uh, it's it's actually European. So it's Joppy. And there's something dumb pronunciation that doesn't need to be there. So we're going to go Joppy Verboom. It's just Jop. Joppy. Jop. Verboom. Jop Verboom. Jop Verboom. You're not pronouncing the last name right. It's Verboom. Jop
0: Verboom. Nope. Is an 18-year-old Dutch forward for, you know, from the Netherlands. Of course, it's where Dutch Dutch hail from. I'm Dutch. Oh, good for you. Um the the reason that I changed last minute is cuz I literally pulled up EP and saw last added and saw his name was the last added name in the EP. I'm like, I like the I'm going to click on him. Guy's legend. His only stats in EP are one game played in the second-level league in the Netherlands. As an 18-year-old, has two goals in that one game. So, what a dog. He, um, future NHL superstar. Sorry, what's his size? How big is he? Couldn't tell you. Doesn't have anything listed. Damn it. Would have been sick. We're, we're, we're going to say he's like 6'8", 240. Yeah, I love that. He just puts the boom on people. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's see if I can look him up and find anything on him. I'm going to say it's unlikely. I think that'd be so cool. Like. But, what a
1: dream for a play-by-play guy, having Jop Verboom as a just a mean, aggressive enforcer—that'd be awesome.
0: Yes, that 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 would, that would be beautiful. Yeah, I can find nothing. Okay, I'm good. Yeah,
1: that's all right. We got the name, and that's what matters because it is hockey name of the day. That's gonna do it for that's gonna do it for the show today, Chase. If you could, please hit him with an outro.
0: Alright, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check out, uh, you know, awesome Patreon, support us over there. we Would really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast, it's at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Pod That's at Hockey Pod Net. it, you can also follow follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. You get all the content you need between those three Twitter accounts. Just make sure to go follow us and support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow or uh, Check out com. Excuse me. Find all the podcasts the network right there. Boom, you can click the logo. That's an easy-peasy lemon squeezy. If you're ever listening, you can rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. we really appreciate it. Right with you. Don't forget to use coach THPN. Many for DraftKings. Jeez. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. It's out rough.